The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Mitchell's front page, the Monday Sports Panel. Peter, good morning. How are you? Very well, thank you, Mitchell. And you're right, big upsets. Uh, big upsets. <laughs> um, should have tipped the exact opposite because then I would be on six out of eight instead of two out of eight. And uh, Bucket's on the line as well. Morning, Bucket. How are you? I'm very, very good indeed, yes. It's been a fantastic season. It's been caused by yeah, good upsets too, hasn't it? Well, we better start by talking about Geelong on Friday night. A bit of a disappointing outcome, I have to say, given all the uh, hype that went into the game. You know, GWS has all these players missing. They're coming off a short break, but they still managed to prevail against Geelong. And I think Geelong's now got a few injury concerns coming out of the game. Dangerfield, Tui, Rowan. So uh, what are your thoughts on the performance of Geelong Friday night? Yes, well, basically, I thought uh, Geelong were exposed on fr- on Friday night, and the one thing, yeah, the way they played, that was not part of the plan, and that's really surprising to me that, the, yeah, once again, yeah, the, the coach can't get his plan, plan across, and the way and the way they play, that's very very disturbing, yeah, like in, in the future too, because uh, uh, players can get a bit complacent and things like that, and you'll finish up getting a hiding like that too, I think. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. I, I think. GWS bucket and uh, Mitchell. It's just when they did get the ball around that centre or, or in the back half of the, of the centre square, instead of just bombing it long into the forward line, I noticed they they just waited. They did a small, just small passes, you know, and then and then by that time, then kicked it long into the forward line where it seemed to be more of a one-on-one. And some of the you know Geelong backs had, had come up the ground a bit, whereas normally they just get the ball and bomb it long. GWS, but they they certainly held on to it for as long as they could. Short pass and then one kick into the forward line. They just they just um, showed up the uh, the Geelong backs uh, for a lot of the night, and it was a, it was an enormous performance. I mean, as we said, and then Josh Kelly a late withdrawal before the game, um, so you wouldn't have expected them to win. But um, they won what ninety eight out of one hundred and seven here at Cadinia Park, so uh, it was a huge win. But um, oh, look, I just like the way they went about it, GWS, and as you say, um, a few injuries there, so. Um, for Geelong and um, no, I, I don't think Green should be put out either. Like, I'm uh, just like, going to ask uh, that. Like, 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 if a player pulls out, he'll, he'll be he'll be sounded out. Yeah, but, but neither player pulled out, and it was just one of those clashes. I think. Yeah, look, I, I, I tend to agree. I mean, Fritch. Uh, Bailey Fritch got one week and so did uh, Franklin. They were both overturned. So it was interesting because Paddy looked like he just he's, um, he sort of just started to either slip at the last minute. I, I think Green would have... It was a slight raise of the elbow. There's no doubt from Toby Green. But I think he would have more or less fend him off in the, into the top of the sternum region. Whereas you can just see Paddy just slip slightly and that's, uh, he's got him in, the, uh, in that throat region. And it wasn't... I mean, it's not a, it's not a good look. But yeah, I, I agree. I don't think uh, he should go. And, and look, the other one that annoyed me a little bit if, if Green is rubbed out Joel Selwood was lucky had that GWS boy not got up and played on and been taken off well would have been more than a $3,000 fine to Joel Selwood too he, he would have been uh, looking at uh, at being uh, suspended and, and facing the tribunal Mm. Um, I'm just wondering what your thought because I know reading some of the commentary online um, which is maybe always fraught with danger a lot of armchair experts but there seem to be a lot of um, questioning of some of the fringe, I'll call them fringe players of Geelong, people that have perhaps struggled to hold their spot in the side. I'm thinking maybe Clark, who missed mm-hmm. that key shot on goal in the last oh, quarter, yeah. and Narkle as well. I'm just wondering what your thoughts are, Bucket, on some of those players, because I know you would have had a chance to pour over all the stats. 
Yeah, well, basically, when you look at the fringe players, there's when their concerns there. You know, for most of the year, and Clark, I, I could, could never understand why they uh, put him out the side early in the season. But after that bad miss mm-hmm. the other night, I can understand why he was put out and he, he suffered the, the penalty for it too. Because yeah, when you get it, get the ball, yeah, you know, it's so close. Even I could have kicked that one, you know. So there was no excuse for me. He, he should have ran that one home, I think. After yeah. a minute, I was excited to see Clark coming back into the side, but um, yeah, maybe not quite as excited after the game, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was um, disappointing, yeah. It was. And I don't think you're going to win too many. We've read a Galea. I know uh, Rowan was injured and, uh, and Dalhouse, but they had 20 possessions between them, so pretty hard to win. And, and of course, Tommy Hawkins was uh, was well held um, yeah. on Friday right. night. Galea hasn't changed. He gets his half a dozen possessions. He might kick a goal or two or something like that. But if we want somebody a bit more dominant than that, I think. I was waiting for him to break the packs and, and take control of that game on Friday night. And as you say, Bucket, it never eventuated. Never eventuated, no. Now, uh, there was a player from, I think they played for both Carlton and the Gold Coast, that said on social media, if Gold Coast beats Carlton, they're going to get a tattoo of Stuart Jew's face somewhere on their body. So they're having to eat um, their words this morning, I think. (laughs) (laughs) When you look at that that, that Carlton side, didn't they take a a big tumble? And once again, there's that that doubt about whether the coach will be there next year. Even uh, one or two of the older players, I I, I think it's about time you just can't give them a game. They've got to earn their game, if they earn their game, fair enough but, but if they don't, and, and you just uh, for, for, like, uh, give them a game yeah, like, uh, no, uh, no, no side can tolerate that, I, I, I don't think. No, look, they've been disappointing Carlton, and I, I'd be surprised if uh, if uh, David Teague stays there for next year, I think Stewie Jew, according to some of the reporters around Melbourne, that Stewie Jew will, um, he will see out his contract next year, and um, but one of the players that excites me there is that uh, Tack Miller um, yes. Gee, isn't he good for Gold Coast? He's had a brilliant last six or seven weeks. But uh, no, I think Carlton are just about done. 21 wins, 27 losses under David Teague. But yeah. the uh, review being held at the moment, I think he's gone. It was uh, Daniel Gorringe that tweeted that. So 12.15pm on the 7th of August, which was Saturday, he tweeted, if the Suns beat Carlton today, I'll get Stuart Jew's face tattooed on me. So he's going to have to go and get that done now. <laughs> Yeah, I bet he wish he hadn't said that. <laughs> be careful, and uh, you know this too well, Peter. Be careful what you yeah. uh, bet. Yeah, I'll put the piano accordion <laughs> away. I can tell you. Um, the MCG and uh, Richmond getting up over North Melbourne. I uh, tipped North Melbourne, hoping for an upset, but it didn't quite work out. Boy, gee, didn't it take Richmond a long, long time mm-hmm. to get on top of that brave North Melbourne side? Yeah, they, they, they took a bit of time in finding their feet, but yeah, but at the same time, you've got to give them a, a fair bit of credit. They've got a sensible thinking coach there. Like, he, he comes down to reality and, and all those sort of things, and he, I think he knows what his players can do and can't do. And like, they've already you know, pointed towards you know, recruit, better recruiting next year, so it'll be interesting the future of the, of the uh, North Melbourne Football Club, I think. Yeah, I think they're on track too, Bucket and Mitchell here, and uh, as you say, Richmond, uh, a little bit of the old of Richmond there in the second half. And uh, to Adelaide Oval, Adelaide against Port Adelaide? Yes, well, well like Adelaide gave them a bit of a, square, a scare, didn't they? Yeah. Basically, like, they've been there about near, near the top all season, so basically, you, you've got to say they're well in their spot like, with the double chance, I think. Yeah, well, look, it was a good performance. I mean, it's been a, a big week for Adelaide, and uh, one that they'd rather forget that... Um, I guess so, uh, and a few injuries cost them later in the game. But gee, the, the bloke again that just fired and won the uh, won the medal for BOG was a Lear, a Lear, 
Um, yeah, yeah. Gee, he just looked brilliant again. So they did it the way they had to do workmanlike ship, which is a, the Ken Hinckley style of um, coaching. Yeah, exactly. but, uh, yeah. And they've sewn up that top four now, Port. Yeah. To Marvel Stadium and how good is St Kilda? Oh, now, wait a minute. <laughs> now, just settle down just a little bit. St Kilda have got a different performance each and every week. I know. We can't, get, we can't back them into the you know, win two games in a row, but, gee whiz, like a, it was a, a great performance by the St Kilda side. And I, I've got to ask that you know, hierarchy of St Kilda, where has those performances been? You know, they've, been they've been missing. Now, on the other hand, you know, Sydney, they, they tried hard and they, they, they took most of the game, but, gee whiz, I won't take any points away from St Kilda, I don't think. No, I thought it was a good performance. I think Marshall was a big difference coming into the side too, and they just put the pressure on the Swans all day, which was... Um, yeah. And what they did do was cut down their uh, uncontested possessions, which has been one that Swans have been uh, winning for a lot this year. So uh, the only concern with St Kilda, I guess, is Maxi King. Um, I'll need him next week. He looks like he's got an abductor strain. Oh, we've got a big fullback down here. He'll fix him up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, to the MCG, yesterday's games, Hawthorne winning over Collingwood? Isn't it wonderful how Hawthorne just keep on coming up? We can wipe them off. We can, you know, do whatever you like with the Hawthorne football club. When, when they've got a coach called Clarkson there, like, and he's brought them back time and time and time again over a long period of time. Like Collingwood, on, on the other hand, by gee, they, they, they struggle to fight at any stage of the game, I, I think. Yeah, they've been a bit funny, Collingwood, the last four or five weeks. They've sort of had a big first half or a big second half, and again, it was a bit disappointing at the weekend. They're just limping up to the end of the season, aren't they, really? And uh, the Hawks, they've got some decent young kids there. So, uh, anyway, they've avoided the wooden spoon. 1965, the last time the Hawks won a wooden spoon. But uh, Mitchell, 84% efficiency bucket. You would have liked that. 44 that's, disposals. That's stuff because that, 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 that tells me they've been listening to their coaching staff. Mm. Yep. And Marvel Stadium, the Bombers getting up over the Bulldogs. Another upset. What a performance by the uh, by the Essendon football uh, Rutten. He's been composed all season. That guy doesn't smile, doesn't laugh, yeah. doesn't listen to jokes or anything like that. He, Smart he's man. just brought him along yep. nicely. Two metre Peter, seven goals. Boy, gee, what, what a performance that's been. And it tells me the uh, the, the big guys are really uh, really back in. Uh, it was nice. To s- it was nice to see that, wasn't it, Bucket? It was yeah, nice to yeah. see a big forward and just um, stand back and slot them. And Sam Draper in the ruck, I think he beat Tim English, and that allowed sort of merit. He had 30 possessions and Corey Parrish, 28. So they sort of dominated. And I liked Stringer when he was back in the midfield. And, uh, yeah, it was a good performance. Shocking day for the Bulldogs in some aspects. And Josh Bruce, of course, doing his knee by the sounds of it. Very sad towards the end of the game. But still wouldn't panic if I was the Bullies. As we say, they've turned over 41 players. They were inaccurate yesterday. Uh, they got plenty of depth there. So uh, yeah. they'll bounce back, the Bullies. Basically, with the Bulldogs side, like early in the season, the coaching staff there, they kept on making changes. And maybe got up their nose a little bit. Well, to put the pressure on everyone. No one's guaranteed a game. And that's what I like, too. I think and up the stadium, uh, I was hoping that maybe Freer would win with a home ground advantage. I tipped them, but no, Brisbane just far too strong. Yes, well, uh, Brisbane side, they just returned to their best and joy. Mm. Uh, they've got some wonderful club leaders there. And, and, and basically with Danaher, uh, you know, like he, he's realised he must kick goals when he's playing finals. And that's, that's exactly what has uh, done. I, I think the Fremantle, you know, they just got opened up and they had no counters, I think. No, that's right. It was disappointing for a side that were 
were sitting in the eight coming into the start of this round. So, But as you say, a good performance by Brisbane and uh, it was what uh, I think uh, Chris Fagan's been waiting for again uh, for the last couple of weeks. And uh, tonight's uh, game at Optus Stadium, it's at 10 past 8, which is quite late for a weekday night, I would have thought. Um, but, of course, I've got to factor in the time distance uh, difference over in the West. But West Coast against Melbourne, a tough question given the round of upsets that we've had. But who's going to win tonight, do you think? It is a very tough question. And, gee whiz, like the Eagles, we know what, what, what they've done in the past. Yeah, Melbourne have been hit and miss you know, all over the place. But I think they, they, they might be running into a bit of a Melbourne for me. So yeah. you're going West Coast, are you? No, I'm going Melbourne. Yeah, I'm Melbourne. yeah look, I, I think uh, West Coast, their biggest problem is, I must admit, they haven't, uh, Simpson hasn't gone and dropped some of their more experienced players. It's it's yeah. late in the season now, so, but you need your McGovern, Geo, Kelly. They need to step up, and uh, so uh, if they can uh, put it together, they'll they'll give Melbourne a real, real big uh, run for their money. But as Simon Goodwin said last week, when they had the big win against the Gold Coast, it's not about who we play, but how we play. And uh, they looked good last week. So if Melbourne continue on with their form, I think they'll get over the line. This should be a good game tonight. Yeah, West Coast yeah. going uh, $2.88 and Melbourne $1.42. So close odds, yeah. but uh, Melbourne the clear favourite there. Yeah, but as we say, the way the weekend's gone. Where the weekend's yeah. gone. Uh, the news is coming up in a moment and also 45 RPM. We've gone into a little bit of overtime because of the amount of passion on the show this morning and um, all that. So Wes is just going to have to stand by a little bit longer. But, um, Peter, I just wanted to get a local football update from you, uh, particularly with how the leagues are responding to this latest situation with the lockdowns. Uh, yes, Mitchell. At the moment, um, the GDFL, uh, unless they get the all clear to play this week and the clubs decide that they want to play, because we probably won't know until Wednesday, it would mean that at this stage the GDFL would play their final round, um, uh, round which would be round 16, um, uh, as, the, as the draw was originally put out. But at this stage, unless that happens, uh, so if no football this weekend, if there's not, well, round 16's gone, and I th- they would then commence playing finals on the 21st and 22nd of August, which would be, you know, a fortnight's time. And if that be the case, uh, we would see um, Inverlee have the... Have the uh, the spell, finishing on top undefeated. Bannockburn would play Bell Post Hill in the qualifying final on the Saturday, the 21st of August. And Werribee Centrals would play East Geelong in the elimination final on the 22nd of Sunday. So that is the way it looks at the moment and we're not sure with AFL Barwon, but uh, we are just got to wait and see. But uh, yeah, disappointing. A couple of clubs would be disappointed because East, East Geelong as we know, Bucket and Mitchell would have played Geelong West uh, Giants on the, at the weekend for uh, probably the decide fifth spot. They were fifth and sixth, but at this that won't eventuate, and uh, Werribee Central's um, an East Elimination Final, Bannockburn and um, Bell Post still in the qualifying final. And just some other quick news is Paul Carson has uh, been reappointed for St Joey's next season. Ben Patrick has uh, signed a new two-year deal with St Albans for 2022 and 2023. And for the first time next year, there'll be no changes in the coaching ranks in the um, in the GFL, in the Ballerine Footy League, Steve Clark, as we know, Bucket has been a, a stalwart there. He's coached 362 games. He got Leopold to a premiership in 2016. He will not be going on at Queenscliff next year. And Peter Riccardi and Darren Milburn are stepping down from a Bannockburn uh, next up, year. Are they? Yeah, yeah. So time for a change, Peter Riccardi said. So uh, both he and Darren Milburn will be stepping aside at the end of this uh, this season. Any comments on any of that, Bucket? Oh, 
Oh, yes. Well, basically, you've got to expect changes because in country foot, football, depending on the budget and everything like that and uh, you know, where they're placed and things like that, you know, the, 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 you know it depends on the, if they can bring in, in, in a better coach and, and that's pretty hard, I think. Yeah, well, I think Peter Riccardi said, look, there's been the same voice. He said sometimes you just... Um, it's basically yeah. the same message. You just try and put it in, in, in different words. But he's uh, he's had he's got a premiership from them and but uh, he said he's, he felt it was time to move on and Bannockburn have agreed so uh, that's that's the story there fair call all right time for the final word bucket i think gary is quite padding with port melbourne football club really shocked me and i don't know why yeah, it's interesting to hear that one, Bucket. Yeah, it is. Uh, he's he's done an enormous job there for a standalone club, and uh, um, we know last year that he gave up his salary for uh, the first few games, and that too um, with with the uh, COVID and all of oh, and the pressure that Port Melbourne were under too financially. But um, I was just glad, uh, as I think a lot of people, apart from before the COVID came in again, I don't think we're all that interested in the Olympics, but I certainly have been, and uh, congratulations to uh, all our Australians who have uh, given us great pleasure over the last week and plus. Thank you very much to both of you, and we'll talk again next week. Uh, That's a wrap from me. We've gone into overtime. Wes Jay is with you straight after the 11 o'clock news. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or wherever you get your podcasts.